0: This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network.
1: And hello everybody, Steve Brandy with Newsmakers on 1490 WDAN in memory of course of Linda Bolton and trying to do a good show that she would have loved and today we've got a great topic. We're talking about the Georgetown Ridge Farm School District and a grant they recently received, $635,000 for the assistance of the mental health, not just of their students, but of their staff, of their families. So let's bring in the assistant superintendent for curriculum, Lisa Kramer, who first talked to me about this. I made a phone call. You and I had a talk. And Lisa Kramer, let's go back to when it was first thought of. This is a grant we can apply for. We've got A lot of mental health issues in these days, even before the pandemic, but now especially with the pandemic, what students and families have been for. Take me back to the beginning when this was talked about, and then in March, boom, you get a very nice grant that can do some great things.
0: Okay, well, originally uh, this fall, we received some information about the possibility of a competitive grant that would help meet the social-emotional needs of our students and staff and families. And as you said earlier, due to the pandemic, we saw a great need uh, for services like that. And so we thought, well, let's put our brains together. And so Trent and Darla and I and Aaron helps us out with all of our grants. We got together and decided to write it. But part of it is uh, working with the community. So we reached out, of course, to Kimberly at Project Success because we've partnered with them before and then with Jim Russell from the Vermont County Mental Health Board and Looked around, and we also hooked up with Jonathan Woods from Carl, since they're bringing the new Carl in, and asked them if they would partner with us to get some services for our families, and they said they would. So we brainstormed some ideas, submitted the grant, crossed our fingers, and uh, waited patiently. Like I said, I think it was early November when it was actually submitted, and we just kind of waited to see what we would hear, and they told us maybe sometime in March okay. we would get the news. So March came. And we found out we were uh, tentatively awarded the grant. And so I reached out to let everybody know. And then about a week or so later, we got even better news that instead of the original 500000 that we thought we would get, it ended up being $635,000. So we're right, super excited.
1: Now, Lisa, let's make sure. Whom is this from? A state grant, a federal grant from an organization? That It's hard to explain this to the regular person out there, or may if one of you, either, one of the others, want to jump in, whom is this from? Who's responsible for allowing this to come to the Georgetown Ridge Farm District?
0: This one, uh, I think, came from the state. It was from the State Board of Education. They put out several different grants. And, you know, like I said, a lot of times your grants are not competitive. You just have to go through the process of applying. But this one uh, was competitive and it did require quite a bit of work with it. So we were the only school in Vermain County, actually, that received this grant. So we're also pretty excited about that.
1: Oh, you should be. And as Lisa introduced everybody else in the booth, I'm going to introduce them one at a time. Trent Eisenbarf, Director of Educational Technology for the Georgetown Ridge Farm District. What does this mean to you? You work with a lot of the grants You're an expert on that. I'll have to have you get near the microphone here because we got so many in here. We're sharing some microphones, but talk about from your point of view, Trent, how important this is and how much of an accomplishment it was. Hey, we got recognized. We got this grant to help with the mental health of our student and families and staff.
2: Well, it was kind of like receiving a late Christmas present. We were kind of Wowed by the amount that $635,000 that we're going to receive over the next two years uh, to support not only our students, but our staff, our teachers, our families uh, to meet their mental health and wellness needs. Uh, You know, we're looking at a lot of different options through our partnerships, as we said, with Kimberly and Jim and Jonathan. And. These resources are going to go a long ways to reach out to all the needs that we're seeing as we come back to some sense of normal through the pandemic.
1: And coming back to some sense of normal and just fighting it from here on because of the mental health needs that we have among students and among all of us these days. Aaron Meeker, an administrator with the district. What does this mean to you from your point of view? You see everything going on in the district, students' difficulties, staff dif- difficulties. It's a two-year grant, as we heard from Trent. What's this going to be able to do over the next two years in your eyes? What do you hope for it to do?
0: Oh, I just hope that it will help the staff and kids to get back to the right mental state.
1: And getting them back to the right mental state. We were just talking off the air back in school this year and of course I'm engaged to a teacher I understand about all this this has been maybe more difficult than the two pandemic years because we're trying to get back to normal but I'm sure you see it every day there's so many hurdles out there now
0: yes absolutely
1: let's talk to these two people next right to my left who really are experts on this let's begin with Kimberly David from Project Success. Now, Kimberly, remind us what Project Success is and what it does throughout Vermillion County.
3: Sure. So, Project Success provides after-school programs to 18 different schools in the county and one community center. Georgetown has been one of our biggest partners for a lot of years. We've been in the district for a long time, and we've expanded a lot over the last few years. So, Um, We have after-school programs at all of the schools in Georgetown, and this grant is going to help us provide more mental health services to those students after school, as well as supporting the families through some different events and opportunities.
1: Provide more services. Can you give us an example of that, Kimberly? What do you want to be available? Something new that could come out of this?
3: Sure. So, we're hoping to have some specialized um, staff members come in and just talk to the students with some individual or small group counseling.
1: Great. And then, of course, individual, more individual attention, because you might have some students who aren't going to open up unless they can do it
4: one-on-one. Right.
1: Absolutely. All right, Jim Russell from the Vermilion County Mental Health Board. This has to mean so much to you. What can be accomplished over the next couple years as part of your health board, the Mental Health Board's mission, and how this can be part of what you really want to see in Vermilion County?
4: Well, I've talked for years about one of my dreams is to have a mental health professional in every school district in the county. Um, You mentioned being engaged to a teacher. I've got four teachers in my family, both sons and and both daughters-in-law. So they they see the impact. They felt the impact themselves um, as teachers with all the changes and all the challenges that they've been through. So... Being able to, to put staff actually in the school where the kids are, uh, where the needs are, is, is going to be a tremendous help. Um, and sort of one of the roles I've played in is a sort of a dot connector. And I'm helping the school connect the dots with some of the agencies that we help fund, uh, some of the agencies that we don't necessarily fund yet, but still that that we know about, and then the school doesn't have to do all the research to find out who to connect with and and who can do what. So, uh, I'm I'm glad to be able to to support the school and being able to connect with the people who can provide the services that the the school is looking for, and that the staff and the students need.
1: Following up on that, Jim, your goal of a mental health professional in every school someday now. There's a lot of resource officers, police officers. A student can open up to them. They're there to offer the understanding and support. Then you've got the guidance counselors that do a wonderful job. But a mental health professional, that really takes it to the next load. How close are we to that? Can you hope over the next decade we, if not for each school, for each school district, what can we do step by step?
4: Uh, We're making small steps. Um, There have been some therapists and counselors in some of the schools, um, and there have been grant opportunities in the past to be able to put uh, counselors and therapists in some of the schools. Uh, We've also had a program uh, to be able to put interns. Uh, We've got a program going on right now with one of the county schools where a practicum student is um, in that school a couple of days a week. So there are some things going on right now, but part of the part of the biggest challenge is just getting people to recognize the need that exists, but also the opportunity to connect the kids with services right in the school building. Um, some of the kids have transportation issues. Uh, they can't get to the services. Um, you know their parents have have challenges trying to to balance all the the needs and and costs for their time. So, If we can put a mental health professional in the school for the students and the staff when they need that support, it'd be a tremendous, tremendous help.
1: Tell you what, Lisa Kramer, Aaron Meeker, one of you can answer this. As this grant does some amazing things over the next two years, can we spotlight what age group it'll help the most, or do we even want to speculate on that? We know that it's different concerns at the middle school or high school than elementary level but more than anything it's just a positive frame of mind that we're looking for any thoughts on what group it might help the most or maybe a group that it'll help more than we think perhaps
0: i honestly think it will be great for all of our families and all of our groups of kids and uh you know even our staff we're looking at you know kimberly david uh has hooked us up with something called the challenge group, and so we'll have them come in and work with, again, all grade levels, uh, bringing the mental health professionals in. We are going to have a drug and alcohol counselor that's going to be in our schools a couple days a week that we haven't had in several years, and she'll mostly be at the junior high high school. Um, We're bringing in more social work from the outside, and they'll focus probably a little more at the elementary. Um, We're talking about putting together, working with uh, Carl, the real life families, it's a program that they have, uh, they've been able to hook us up with and that's working with our parents and stuff. So we're really hoping to hit everybody because it's not just been one particular group or one particular age of people that have been affected, but actually it's the whole circle. It's the kids, it's the parents and the teachers. And so that's why we're looking at, a, you know, a wide variety of services so that we can hit all those different age groups
1: if you're just joining us this is newsmakers on 1490 wda and i'm steve brandy talking with folks connected with the georgetown ridge farm school district and the grant they received of six hundred thirty five thousand dollars to help with mental health treatment and that goes for students it goes for staff it goes for families in the district Trent eisenbarth director of educational technology let's go back to you since you were a big part of helping secure this grant A big thing with grants, and I understand this, working for one of the health departments up north for four years, once the grant is gone, can you keep going what it initiated? There already talks about that. You want to bring these things in over the next two years, but then, of course, you want to keep them.
2: Well, so one thing around sustainability that we're always trying to pursue are additional sources for funding. So that's one thing with our partnerships Uh, We try to keep them all close and near to us, and we are always looking to find avenues for new grants that will support this mental health initiative as we keep implementing everything that's going forward. Uh, One thing that we're really excited with this one that I want to tie back into keeping pursuing those new avenues is not only are we doing what Jim has said and what Kimberly has said, bringing uh, services into our district, with this grant that we already have we will be able to also provide the transportation to take them out to some other partnerships we're looking at such as hooves of hope uh gateway family services out in the potomac area where they have animals that they use for some of the services and they do have counselors there and social workers so that's a big thing not only can we bring them to our district and to our community but we're able to provide transportation out to those places as well.
1: Kimberly David from Project Success. Let's talk about that a minute because here we are planting season. The farmers are putting everything in the ground someday if it ever stops raining. But the idea that you can sow something from this. Okay, after two years of this grant, you've got new services that have come in. You've got new contacts you have made. So it's not so much worrying about when the grant ends. It probably is a matter of, who do you meet? Who do you initiate with? And what can keep going at the end of those two years?
3: Sure. Well, as always, we want to continue our partnership with the Georgetown Ridge Farm School District. So any extra services we can bring in to all of our students is going to help and, um, in the future. So,
1: Jim Russell, what about your take as from the Vermillion County Mental Health Board's point of view, sowing it, growing it, having it expand so that Five years from now, we look back to when the Georgetown Ridge Farm School District got this grant, and we go, "Wow, we've come so far." What can you envision in that area? Well,
4: one of one of the things that that's already happening in, in some places is there are services that are being provided at school that are being paid for with Medicaid dollars. Um, and again, with the with a program like this, we've got the funding for the first two years to to get get things going. And then we can demonstrate over that two years that the need is there, uh, the, the, the staff is there to provide the service, um, and, and then you can more easily flow from going th- through the grant-based program uh, and grant-based funding to sustaining the services through Medicaid and or insurance. So again, it would basically set up the program and get the first two years going be able to work out all the glitches that would that will be in the system, um, and then sustain it from then on out with again professional counselors who would who would be uh, paid by the, um, the the billings that they would do.
1: Let's talk about. There's a commercial campaign on television right now. We've all seen it. It's the people that need to ask for help, but they refuse, and like the cowboy out there on the prairie and. Uh, Then then the voiceover says it's okay to ask for help. Well, when I was working for the Will County Health Department in Joliet, Dr. Joseph Triani, our mental behavioral health director, talked about how, hey, this stigma has got to stop. We've got to have families that are willing to say, my kids need help, I need help, our family needs help. Uh, So, Aaron, Lisa, either of you around the district, Are you seeing families more willing to say, yes, we need help, with or without the pandemic? Are we seeing this, the the lack of the stigma and the ability to say, yes, we need help?
0: I think we definitely see people a little more willing to reach out for help. I mean, there is still a stigma, you know, attached to mental health. No one wants to, you know, admit that they need help or admit that they have, you know, some kind of a mental, you know, issue that they need help with, but... You know, as we're seeing it become more commonplace, unfortunately, but especially with the you know pandemic and everything. And I think once we try to normalize it a little bit more and we reach out to them, I think we're going to have a lot more people that are going to say thank you. And I think by bringing them in to some larger group activities and, you know, like I said, making it a little more normal, then hopefully they'll be willing to branch out and do some more individualized or small group or family counseling from that because, you know the need is definitely there and we're trying our best to let families know that it's okay and that we are here for them and that you know we want to provide the best that we can for them and their students.
1: Jim Russell, what's your take on the stigma?
4: <laughs> well, reducing the stigma uh, is is something that I think teachers and staff at school can have a tremendous role in because for a lot of the a lot of the kids the teachers and the school staff and whatever school staff we're talking about are people they already look up to, respect, and trust. Um, and many of those students are already talking to their teachers about things that are going on at home that they don't talk to anybody else about. Right. And if the teacher can say to that student, okay, well, we've got somebody here in the school building that you can talk to about this, and I'll I'll introduce you to that person, and I'll have that, what we call a warm handoff. They don't just say, go see this person. They say, here, let me take you to this person. Um, and then that's going to reduce that, that stigma, reduce the fear and embarrassment uh, because it's, it's starting in that safe place already for that student, which is the school building. Um, and we found out in doing the trainings that we've done that in a lot of cases, It's not just the teachers that know what's going on, but it's the bus drivers, it's the custodians, it's the coaches, it's the cafeteria workers, it's the librarians, it's the other staff at school that that the kids reach out and talk to as well. So if we can put somebody in the school that that school staff can say to that student, okay, you're you're talking about something that we need more help with than I can provide, but we've got somebody right here. Who can help you. Well, the, It's going to provide the service. It's going to reduce the stigma. It's going to take away what some people feel is embarrassment about seeking those services. Um, and it's just going to make everything better for everybody.
1: Trent Eisenbarth, let's talk about from the point of view of staff. If a staff member feels, I need help. I'm having trouble handling all these student problems. I've got my own life at home and the staff needs to be willing to say, hey, I need assistance too. And I'm sure you're hoping you're going to see more people come forth and say, look, whatever we are bringing in, I want to be part of this because I need help, too.
2: I agree. Totally. We've had a lot of staff. They know that we're here to provide supports to all of our students and reaching out to be that helping hand that takes that student the next step and delivers them to the social workers and our counselors. Uh, But our staff always says, what about us? You know, we're we feel like. We need support, too. So I think that that knowing the the safe place that our district has for our staff and our students and our families and the relationships that are being built, that they're willing to reach out to us, too, and ask for supports and and let us know what they need support in and uh, where they feel comfortable.
1: Kimberly David, from the point of view of Project Success, what an entire family needs some assistance because sometimes it's the whole family it has to start at the top with what the parents are doing as far as what kind of an atmosphere they have at home so getting a team approach to all this obviously that's what you'd like to see are we seeing more of that and are we going to see more of that with this grant for the georgetown rich farm district
3: yes i think we've definitely seen a lot of this come about even more so with the pandemic and relying on our district partner, you know, Project Success and Georgetown have both worked hard to build family relationships, and I feel like that has happened a lot over the years, and families are coming to us with more and more things. They're starting to trust and see that we're there for them and asking for help in a lot of other areas, including mental health.
1: Believe it or not, we've only got about five minutes left. I told you this would go fast. Steve Brandy with you on Newsmakers talking to representatives connected with the Georgetown Ridge Farm School District and the grant they received for mental health services. Lisa Kramer, Assistant Superintendent of Curriculum. We were talking a little bit about it right before you uh, came, before we turned on the record button here. There are some plans already for next school year, I understand. Uh, Can you talk about that, what you're hoping when we come back to school in the fall, what are we going to see for 22-23?
0: Well, we would like to get, you know, right now with the end of school coming, are just a couple months, a few weeks, Um, we're kind of in the planning stages and everything. So we would like to get some things started this summer, but by the fall, we want to have, you know, definite dates and activities in place. Like I said, we're going to do some uh, parent activities with real life families. And then uh, Carl also talked about just bringing in a health fair. So you're not just looking at the mental health, but also the physical health, because obviously they kind of go hand in hand when you struggle with some mental health that affects your physical health. Or if you have physical issues, you know, that'll affect your mental health also. So they're going to be able to provide that piece to this puzzle looking at um, they have a mobile. uh, What was it called? The mobile? I don't know. It's like a mobile health health band, I guess, that can come in and provide some services through that. But we Mm -hmm. also, like I said, want to plan. Um, You know, some kind of a schedule where we know our kids can go out to uh, Hooves of Hope several times a month. Um, We've got schedules. I know we heard from Rose that Jim hooked us up with, and they're going to be coming in one day a week. We have our drug counselor who's going to schedule two days a week. The challenge groups, those are going to be for staff and students. We have our first uh, full day in-service in October that all of our staff is out for the entire day. And so, I mean, the students are gone for the day and the staff has an in-service professional development day and we're going to focus totally on mental health and we're looking to take them and do a team building mental health activities where they can do some different art projects you can release you know a lot of times people want to um, do some recovery I guess through like mental um, like through art or music or crafts of some kind and then have professionals there that they can just go and talk to maybe provide massages for some of the staff give them some good food and just time to you know kind of relax and enjoy have a mental health day so it's you know those kind of things that we have planned for next year
1: now i've heard the name a couple times during this broadcast hooves of hope somebody tell me i think i know some of the story the the amazing things they do jim russell you want to hit that
4: sure Uh, hooves of hope is a mentoring program that's based in potomac um and stan and mary emily uh, have uh, been running that program for, for a number of years. But then uh, Michael Remley, who is her son, is a licensed clinical professional counselor, um, and he's established a counseling service that also uses equine therapy. So the Hooves of Hope part of the barn is the mentoring program, and then Gateway is also at the same facility, and they actually do uh, counseling um, using animal assisted therapy, um, so um, uh, like I said, Hoof- Hooves of Hope has been in existence for several years, and, and Gateway has been around for a while now. Um, but but they've um, um, they've uh, developed a really strong program in in animal assisted, specifically equine assisted therapies.
1: I remember when I met Michael Remily, when Mike Hovey and I were co-anchoring the big kickoff to the United Way campaign last fall. Oh, love what they do. So let's close with this. Does Oh, Lisa, go ahead. Well, I was
0: just going to I was going to say, can I throw in um, Trenton, and Aaron and I actually went out to Potomac this morning to tour the facilities and stuff. But um, really important is Gateway Services, which is part of the um, Hopes of Hope, which Michael Remily is the one that started that. That's based on a grant. And he has therapists and they're working specifically with schools, coming into schools, bringing some of the animals into school, uh, bringing kids out to, you know, their place there. But they wrote a grant, uh, so, like, they're going to have their source of funding, plus we're going to have ours, so we'll really be able to work together and do some great things. And they've got actually a lot of therapists, which is very exciting because there are none, really. I mean, there's such a shortage of, you know, all the therapists everywhere, so we're excited. And his new program is called... Instead of survive, it's called surthrive. So teaching kids, not just in families and parents, not to just survive, but actually to thrive, you know, in the world today. So we're very excited about that.
1: Hey, let's close with this. Does anybody here have a quick example or story they'd like to give of a student that was helped when they came forward, and maybe it was a unique thing that you'd never heard before? Jim, Trent, uh, or at least uh, any of you. I mean, an example of what a grant like this could do because of a little success story you remember from the past?
4: I'll just give you a brief, brief overview. Um, when I first got my master's degree, the first job I had was working as an in-school therapist in five different school buildings in Danville School District. Over the course of those two years, and it wasn't just because I was involved, but it was because of the strength of the program, um, we saw the kids who were involved in getting in-school counseling have fewer disciplinary referrals to the office, fewer absences from school, uh, better grades, um, uh, fewer problems with their, with their fellow students um, as a result of having that service available right there where they were. Um, and while that's not a specific example, it's just an overall view of, of what can happen when we can provide the services to the kids right where they are. So
1: Lisa Kramer, we're hoping for more stories like that. Two years of this grant, $635,000, and we're just starting to get to work, right?
0: Absolutely. And we've seen, um, you know, lots of success stories with particular kids. I mean, we have kids that would not have been able to graduate high school if it wasn't for project success and them working with our students. Um, I actually have a foster daughter who went through the Georgetown Rich Farm School District who um Received services at an early age in elementary school and was supported all through, you know, elementary, middle school, high school. And she's working on her master's right now in social work, you know, so she's a huge success story as far as I'm concerned, you know, because of supports that she had through the schools and through counseling and social workers, those kind of things. And just, I mean, we can see it in kids every day that, you know, come back and say, what a difference, you know, it made having someone there to support them and to listen to them and to care about them. So we just want to see lots more of that with this grant and a lot more opportunities.
1: Better believe it. And we'll get you back on the air talking about it maybe a year from now, maybe six months from now. So good luck on this. We've been talking with representatives from the Georgetown Ridge Farm School District, Lisa Kramer, Trent Eisenbarth, and Aaron Meeker. Then, of course, Kimberly David from Project Success, Jim Russell from the Vermillion County Mental Health Board and this great grant the Georgetown Ridge Farm District received to get to work on more mental health assistance for student, staff, and of course district families. God bless all of you. Thank you. This has been Newsmakers on 1490 WDAN. I'm Steve Brandy. Have a good day.
0: You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.